The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So we are super duper excited. Leap 2022 was the bomb. And, you know, we're coming out of COVID, so we weren't all the way, like, in full force. But we had 250 students. We'll have 450 in 2023. Mark these dates, July 16th to the 22nd at UCLA. It will be awesome. I'm going to start talking to people about getting speakers. Of course, we'll always have Paula Abdul. She'll be there every year. This last year's group got the pleasure of meeting, okay, virtually because he came down with COVID, Michael Jackson Jr., Prince Jackson, who talked about his life as a Jackson, which was fascinating. Paula Abdul was amazing. And Richard Branson gifted the entire Leap class a pre-release of his master class on how to build a business. How cool is that? So speaking of building a business, our Meet the Mentor mentor today is somebody that I am super duper excited to introduce you to, and I'll tell you why. Shelby Scarborough is a serial entrepreneur who believes wholeheartedly in mentorship and paying it forward. Her most recent endeavor as co-founder of the Global School of Entrepreneurship is a fully accredited MBA program specifically for entrepreneurs, and her primary focus is that at the moment. She and her partner have created a new way to MBA. I love that for (laughs) entrepreneurs around the world. She has developed a 14-month program where you can kind of design your own MBA program. I'd like to introduce you to Shelby and have her tell you a little bit about an MBA your way. Shelby, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much. How are you? I'm good. So what inspired this whole idea? Well, you know, entrepreneurs are an interesting animal. Being one myself, I know that we're sort of hard to to wrangle. And um, there's been a lot of thought of, are entrepreneurs born or made? That's always a good discussion to have, you know? And I kind of think it's a little bit of both, that the entrepreneurial fire sometimes is is innate in people. On the other hand, uh, a, a good education around business is never a bad thing. So, um, you know, we, we can, we discovered, my partner and I and a few other par- investment partners decided that we wanted to look into a, a new way to, for entrepreneurs to achieve an MBA in, in the way that they needed it to fit their and our um, fit our needs, because taking a couple of years out is just not appropriate when you're in the middle of your business. So we wanted people to be able to work on their business while they were working in their business. Yeah, I love this new way MBA and it, the whole thing is virtual, correct? It is virtual. It is live sessions every few weeks with a cohort. We like small cohorts of about 10 people. So think of a forum or a mastermind group. In fact, that program is called Mastermind to MBA, where you have a dedicated 
educated professor. We get together every few weeks after having done some readings around certain topics around a, a specific course. We uh, do our homework uh, either individually or, or we can partner up with our fellow cohort members to be study buddies. Um, and the idea is to apply what we read to our business. And then when we're on uh, Zoom together, we have a discussion around what those topics really mean to us. And sometimes they're very useful and, and they make a lot of sense to us. And other times we say, you know, this is really kind of theoretical and it's nice in some ways, but it, it doesn't really apply. And so we share our experiences as to how it applies to us. And uh, often we've had uh, outside speakers, we call them distinguished guest lecturers who come in and there are practitioners who actually do things for a living as far as entrepreneurship and can we can ask questions of them and they can present their own live case studies essentially and we can learn from them as well. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I volunteer. Um, <laughs> you know, I invented Zoom. <laughs> and Zoom was the very first Zoom out there, Zoom tooth whitening. Um, from that, you got legal Zoom. And then from legal Zoom, you got Zoom video conferencing. There so I was the first Zoom. But it's an interesting story how we built Discus Dental from literally zero to $1.3 billion in sales. So I would love to be a guest. And I also am seriously considering signing up for your program. Um, you know, I never had an MBA I built all these businesses just strap booting it, you know, and, and, um, you know, they don't teach you business in dental school. You're kind of on your own. So this sounds really cool. I want to really talk to you offline and see if I have the time to actually do this, but I, I may be in your next class. Do, is there like a, an actual start date or you just start when you start? Yeah, we have a next cohort will be starting sometime in the fall, probably October. And um, I'm actually a, a student in my own cohort of this first cohort, and I'm probably going to participate quite a bit in the second cohort. And it's, uh, I think it's really been a fascinating journey. I want it, we are a for-profit college and we're part of Wolf University, which is also a for-profit university. And we just felt like we needed to walk the walk and talk the talk and be for-profit to be able to demonstrate, you know, what we're trying to teach. And so um, everybody who's participated in it is an entrepreneur and has built or and built and sold businesses, et cetera. So they're all experienced practitioners. But I wanted an MBA. I've always wanted an MBA. And I got into business school right out of college. Um, but then I got this amazing job offer and I couldn't turn it down in Washington, D.C. So I postponed my I deferred my MBA um, enrollment and I never went back. And so this is my own opportunity to, to get an MBA. It's a really neat benchmark to sort of say, I mean, some people are doing it because they've always wanted the education. Other people are doing it because they don't have an undergraduate degree, but they've got enough experience as an entrepreneur to qualify for our program, seven years as an entrepreneur, and you can qualify for our program, even if what? you don't have an undergraduate degree. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. So you don't even need an undergraduate degree to get an MBA, that's crazy. I, right. I don't know why somebody wouldn't do it. It sounds awesome. 
It sounds great to me. I'm enjoying the process, and we're we're in the beta of our first cohort, and um, and our second cohort that will be starting. We've graduated our first student just recently. He had a, did the MBA My Way program, which is a one-on-one with a professor over the course of about 16 months, because he had the opportunity to do it at the pace that he wanted to do it and was needed to do it. He's managed. He's raised over a billion dollars in funding for venture for venture groups and things like that. So he's no schlepper in this business world, but he did a lot of business in Asia and felt that his lack of a credential was hurting him in credibility. And so he went through the program with us and his final project, because we all have sort of a thesis or we call it a capstone project was, I just uh, heard it. I was in Italy and I was up at 2 a.m. to hear his, him present his thesis. And it was fantastic. He He put together his whole sales process that can be utilized in almost any any organization and he documented it all and put all the tools together. So that was his capstone project. So if any of my students that are listening want to find out more information, where should they go to look? Easy. www.gse.mba. gse.mba. I'm writing it down too. gse.mba. Okay. And because I, I mean, my whole thing is if if I have, if I can set aside enough time, I would love to do this because even though I built and sold Zoom, and even though I'm still a practicing dentist, I'm launching two huge products this year, and I, you know I just do this all literally by the seat of my pants, but. I, I know I would be better if I had that kind of background. You know, all of mine, it's like when I learned French, you know, I, I can speak French fluently. I cannot read or write because I learned French yeah. from speaking at, mm-hmm. at work. I worked in a Swiss dental clinic. And then when I came back from Switzerland, my associate was from France. So I literally learned how to speak French. By speaking French, I do. I, I couldn't read. If you gave me a document in French, I I, I couldn't read it. I couldn't write you a letter in French. Right. It's crazy. So everything I've learned from business, and I know I would be better if I could read and write French. That's where I'm going with this. Everything I've learned in business, I literally just learned as I was doing it. And to have a formal education in it is so exciting. Yeah. It is. It's like a benchmark and, and you can bounce off your own, your own experience, real life experiences off of your cohort members and off of the edge, off of the readings and the essays, you know, so, and then, so you, you're launching two new things. You can use one part or one aspect or a very very large aspect of that as your capstone. So you're, you're getting credit for doing what you would be doing anyway. And it just requires some academic documentation of it, you know, so it's not like you're doing something that's unrelated and never going to be of use to you. This is so fun. How did you get accredited? So that that's the biggest barrier to entry and why we don't see this happening quite a bit, although education is changing quite a bit and there's a lot more non-accredited um, business education out there that is available for low or no cost. There's lots of different opportunities through Udemy and I mean, all these different online courses you can take, but I like ours because it's actually, you're in this cohort with real people, with people who are doing it. You have this 
sounding board to, and, a, and a collective group of people, plus a professor who really doesn't lecture. He, he really guides the conversation. So we, we were accredited through Wolf University, which is a startup in their own right. And they um, this is part of what they do is help people get accredited, but it's not a simple process. So we spent the time during COVID getting accredited and we have lots of really big plans for this, for our school. Um, but we decided once we got in the typical entrepreneurial fashion, once we were accredited, I said, you know what, we've, we've got what we need. We need to launch and we need to develop as we go. And so our first cohort is a beta. Our second cohort is going to be a beta. And the students who come in there will get some scholarship money to be able to be a part of that process with us so that we evolve this. And my big cohort, my capstone, my own capstone for my own degree is to develop out the community for the Global School of Entrepreneurship, so that the current student body and future student body and alumni and the distinguished guest lecturers and any affiliates that we want to have participate with us will have a robust community for lifelong learning. Okay, I have so many ideas now. Number one, you have to come speak at LEAP next year because I would love for you to do a formal presentation on stage. I think students will absolutely love this and get three or four of your graduates to come and talk about the experience. And hopefully I'll be one of them. Okay. <laughs> two, you got to ask me about my two new products. Yes. Tell me. I was tell waiting for you on. to ask. <laughs> I want to, okay. I mean, I, I don't want to, you don't disclose anything, you know, proprietary. No, there, no. But I'd okay. Love to hear it. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, um, there is a man who I become very friendly with. He lives in my building. He owns a company called Great HealthWorks. Their big, I think, billion dollar skew is Omega XL. And he said, Doc, come up with a novel take-home whitening product and we'll put our whole marketing team behind it. They do a $30 million a month ad spend on their products. Wow. So I went and I started doing some research. And what I found is that strips are very popular for take-home tooth whitening, but there's five pain points. They taste bad. <laughs> they cause sensitivity. Mm -hmm. They're uncomfortable on your teeth. They move around when you talk. And then at the end, you have to take this gross thing out and throw it away, right? Yeah, exactly. I solved all five. Number one, ours tastes great. Number two, it's a zero sensitivity, 10% hydrogen peroxide formula, which I've used in other whitening products. Number three, it's super comfortable on your teeth. Number four, it sticks to your teeth. So when you put the strip on, it doesn't move around. And number five, at the end of 10 or 15 minutes, the strip vanishes. It melts away. So the strip vanishes, the stains vanish, and poof, poof your teeth are white. <laughs> now, the other thing I learned, and one of the things we teach at LEAP is copy genius. Look how I spell poof. Yes. You know why? I'm, I'm dying to know. Because if you add three O's to poof, you own all the social media. Nobody ever spelled poof with three O's. It's just like <laughs> Spanx, yes. right? She put an X at the end, right? Exactly. So, it's called Copy Genius. Now, my <laughs> second product is super duper fun. Um, I hate coffee. 
but I love caffeine and all my pre-workout drinks are all caffeinated, you know, when you go to the gym. Right. So I thought there has to be a better way to get caffeine. So I started taking Nodos. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine. It's just pure caffeine. Mm-hmm. If I swallow it, it takes about 30 minutes to really feel it. If I chew it, it takes like 10 minutes, but it tastes disgusting. (laughs) So what I do is I would chew it with a little gumball. We used to make gumballs at at Discus Dental. So I decided to make caffeinated gumballs and they're called? Buzzballs. Oh my God, (laughs) that is genius. And it's 110 milligrams of caffeine per gumball. It's like an energy drink. And the cool thing is, is that not only do you get that buzz, but I left in the ingredients that help with fresh breath. So it kills the bacteria that causes bad breath. So coffee gives you bad breath. Buzz balls gives you a buzz and good breath. So you want to go out and kiss everybody, right? (laughs) And we sweetened it with xylitol. So it fights tooth decay. Oh my gosh. It's like a home run, right? Yes, exactly. And they're really delicious. So you can buy them online now at buzzballswithas.com. I'm getting them and, today. Um, and the um, and, and poof tooth whitening. We just got the kits. Um, they're not out on the market yet, but we will be launching soon. But this is how they come. Oh, very good. Oh, well, I'd, I'd love to volunteer to buy some to be a, a, a guinea pig. Oh, we don't need guinea pigs. It's tried, true, and tested. So <laughs> if you uh, give James your address, I'll send you a little sample, okay? That's awesome. But yeah, so I'm super excited. But imagine how much better I could be with my MBA. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, my I love, you talk about the mentorship, the networking, the, this is a way for our alumni and our, our community to be involved with each other forever, in my view. And I think that this is a, an area where I probably shouldn't say it publicly, and I mean it with respect, but I did the Harvard MBA, I mean, the Harvard um, OPM program, which is the Owner President Managed Program, and I loved it. It was a three-year, over three years, three weeks on campus every year with entrepreneurs, and it's sort of a post MBA program. It was people who've been in business a long time and stuff. Fantastic. Amazing. Amazing people. Love the whole experience. But for me, the learning, the academic part was the least intriguing and the least interesting. It was the connections with all of the other entrepreneurs. And I wanted to know more about them and their business and how they solve problems. And I feel like that was a slightly missed opportunity with the program. And and I am the alumni chair for my class. And so my goal with my class is to keep us connected with each other and helping each other. And we're always a good resource. And we just, we, we do a, use a WhatsApp group right now. And we just constantly connect and help each other all the time. And if, even if it's just cheerleading, even if it's just way to go and good for you, or I need a connection in this, or does anybody have, have experience in this way? And that's how I see growing the value of a global school of entrepreneurship, even beyond the MBA itself. And we have a couple oh. of standalone courses coming up, one in family business, in a family office, building family offices that should be online soon. Uh, very interesting group putting that together um, that is for credit. Um, and, and we have another one coming online soon thereafter. So, which I, I can't talk the details about now, but these are standalone courses that aren't the full MBA. They're more like a five week course, but they're, they're high with 
um, pragmatic uses. So how to build a family office. If you sell your business and you find yourself needing to figure out how to do all this, it's all the resources and the tips and tricks to do it right. And not, and to not have the same scar tissue by having to do it and make the mistakes yourself. Uh, again, copy genius, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I, I, I love, love, love this. Um, one of the things that we also teach at leap is how to work in mastermind groups. You know, I, are you familiar with YPO? Very much so. I was the global chair, board chair for EO, which is the entrepreneurs organization and a, and a sort of a, a little sister, little brother in a way of YPO. So we have the same format. We're just a little smaller. We have 20,000 members around the world. And, but we do the same forums and universities and learning. It's a lifelong learning program for entrepreneurs. Same, same kind of cool. pattern. Mm-hmm. So in my YPO uh, chapter, I was put into a forum. So I, I became very familiar with forums. And since then, I'm actually in three forums right now. And one of the things we teach at LEAP is how to be in a forum and work in a forum, just like you're doing. It's just masterminding is such a critical part of success. It Working is. in a vacuum is no fun. No. It's just no fun and not productive, you right. know. And sometimes you miss the most obvious little things and, you know, having a group of people that, you know, and trust and respect by your side growing with you, it's just, it's just such a beautiful synergistic feeling. Yes. It's the best in peer mentorship, right? It's your own personal board of directors. It's somebody you can call and be vulnerable with and have a trust level that is so important because as an entrepreneur, as a the owner of your business, as the leader of your team, you, you know, while being vulnerable is has a has a place in in leadership. And I really believe that. But there are certain things that it's not a good idea to talk to your team about until it's fully baked. You know, maybe you're thinking of selling, maybe you're having financial difficulties. There are certain timings of things to talk to your team about that so that they don't lose faith or they can, you know, th- you don't want to worry people unnecessarily if you can get over a hump and you keep going. That's nice to have that resource there so that right. you don't have to um, unduly involve people who it might it might not help them to be engaged in stuff like that. They need to be focusing on the forward movement of the company and not worrying about certain things that the owners have to worry about. I'll, I'll tell you, that's so critical. And one of the other things I realized that a lot of entrepreneurs lose sight of, and this is a visual thing. Let's say I just gave you a box at Christmas time with a puzzle, a thousand piece puzzle. And it's a beautiful landscape of Niagara Falls, right? Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if I gave you that box and there was no picture on the front. It was just a thousand pieces. How much harder would it be to do that than giving you the box with the picture on it. And the problem that we as entrepreneurs suffer from is we give our, you know, teams boxes with no picture on it because we see it, we get it, we know, but we kind of fail to communicate with them what that picture is going to look like at the end. We just hand them the box with the pieces and say, okay, make a puzzle. Right. Exactly. Yes. And you and get it. That's right? <laughs> the kind of thing that mastermind groups really help, I think, give you clarity on is that yes. when you sit down and you start sharing this with your mastermind, they're like, I-, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I, oh, now I get it. You know, this is what poof looks like, you know, but if I gave you something with a blank picture, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. Yes. And as entrepreneurs, we're so guilty of doing that all the time. We are. I mean, you get, there's a lot of terminology these days. Entrepreneurs in many cases are quick starts. They are visionaries. You know, all of these different terminologies that you can do with these tests you can take, which are fantastic. And I think one of the things is like uh, some of these tests are really valuable when you, for the leader, for the entrepreneur to look at the makeup of their team and a hire for the balance of what we are not. And also understand the makeup of somebody who is say low risk taker, um, somebody who needs a, a lot of clarity and direction, and they're fantastic at what they do, but they need it kind of outlined for them and they need to um, do things sequentially. When I took over as a global chairman for EO, um, I'd been on the board a few years and I got into the thing. I sat down with this amazing staff who run the association, you know, the EO Entrepreneurs Organization. And I said, oh, okay, I'd love to do this and 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 this. And then they said, okay, which one first? And I was like, well, all of them now, you know? And that's just I understand. Which is then, you know, their eyes get this big and they're panicking because they're thinking bandwidth and process and all the things that we need them to think about. Um, And I have to understand that I, you know, that I've got to be better at sort of sequencing. So we need to work together with our teams to really get, get them to raise the game and look at the visionary part of it and see the big picture. We have to help explain that, but at the same time, they have to help us pragmatically um, bring us to earth to make, make it so it can happen. And it's not just a great idea. Okay. One of the things that you told me before we started this call was that you're still kind of in the beta phase. Mm -hmm. So if students sign up, when does the October course actually start? Probably mid-October, either a Monday or Wednesday. And once we have all the participants together, we will let them decide exactly which day is best for them. And the depending on the time zones, it's usually a 5 p.m. start uh, Pacific time for three hours. So we have people on East Coast time at, you know, eight o'clock to 11, that kind of thing. But once every three weeks, not such a big deal. And um, I always look forward to talking to my colleagues on it. It's really a great way to check in. And you also said that there were some scholarships available since this is in the beta phase. So if people are interested, they should do it now because they'll save a lot of money signing up, right? They will. And we have a Latin American cohort that's all Mexico on down. So probably most likely the the it will all be the teachings will mostly be in English, but the conversation with the group could be in Spanish if they so choose, because it'll be a Latin American cohort base. Oh, cool. um, that, that could, that'll be starting around the same time. So um, we've got, it's exciting what's going on. And um, our first group will graduate by December of this year. And, and we'll have, you know, we've gone through some growing pains. It's, it's just like any other business. It's like, okay, this is working really well. This needs to be tweaked. And um, we listen to our students and that's part of uh, what I think is going to be neat about the next cohort too, is we've got the whole academics done, but it's a matter of how do we really make this the best opportunity for uh, the students and something that they really enjoy. Love, love, love. And the best way to sign up is to go to gse.mba.com. 
Correct. You can um, fill in an application there. It's not it's not obligatory. It doesn't bind anybody to anything, but it, it gets us some basics. Um, we can do a, a discovery call if, if somebody doesn't want to actually fill in the application. If they just have some basic questions they want to know the answer to before we get started, that's fine too. Um, you know, a lot of hands-on customer service and, you know, we want to make it as... Um, as custom to the entrepreneur's needs as possible while still upholding our obligation from an academic standpoint to give the education that we have been accredited for. That is fantastic. And I'm not just saying this, I'm super interested in seeing if I have the time to be able to make this happen. I really want to do it. Um, You know, when we started up Discus Dental, I had such a lack of business knowledge that I went back to school and started mm-hmm. taking classes at UCLA Extension to learn about bookkeeping and accounting and all these things because I would sit in these board meetings and even though I understood dentistry and like the, the scientific aspect of what we were doing, the financial stuff, yeah, I felt like a total zero. So I really had to kind of make myself learn this stuff, but I know that there's so much more I can know. Um, the neat thing is we amazing. can do custom cohorts for uh, channel groups like dentists, like ch- chiropractors, um, MDs as well. There are, unfortunately, there are less and less MDs in private practice, and and there's a, that's a whole discussion in and of itself. But the dentists, in particular, chiropractors and and dermatologists are are good examples of of uh, MDs that need to understand business and understand marketing. And some people do it really well, and some people not so much. And, and so, and the, the operations of their business become super important. And you, you know, you just, you, you, you like to do what you like to do. And sometimes it's a rude awakening to say, oh, now I have to become a business person as well. And that's not, maybe that's not something they really want to do, but here's how to get the tools. So we can do cohorts. Artists is another group that we were talking to that artists are another group that want to be artists, they, but they have to be business people to be commercially successful. So how, so a cohort can focus the same education from an entrepreneurial standpoint, standpoint, but the discussions focus around their specific needs. Right. Awesome. 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 All right, Shelby, thank you so much. Um, I will encourage students to go to gse.mba.com and sign up for your new program. I love this, um, a new way to MBA. It is such a great phrase. And, um, I'm serious. I'm going to really look into it. You're going to get a call from me and I'm going to see if I can make the time to do it. And I would love to speak um, if you want me to about, you know, uh, discus or how I started up poof or buzz balls or anything like that. So that would be fantastic. We'll be in touch about that as well. All right. Thank you so much. Dr. Bill over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.